Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Volume. Yo, what's happening, y'all? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps, youtube.com slash at... Volume snaps. I'm T Bob A Bear. He's Aaron Murray, and this is Snaps. Uh, I hope you all had a great weekend, man. Great to be back. It's always so weird. Such a long gap between Thursday and Monday, but mm-hmm. here we are again. We've had some news percolate over the weekend. We got a lot to get to today. Uh, a lot of Ohio State, which, yeah. according to YouTube analytics, what our fifth largest listening market is Columbus. Mm-hmm. So shout out to C Town. Shout out to the Buckeye boys. We got your show for you today as Ohio State's made all of the waves. And uh, being a bit of prisoners to the moment, we did our top 12 a few weeks ago. We dinged Ohio State pretty pretty harshly. Mm-hmm. And they had so much positive news since that moment and then the Nick Saban news and everything else that this was essentially finally the day in which we need to redo our Snaps yes. top 12. The first of what uh, is allowed to be many revisions. Uh, as as who knows what the news cycle holds for us in the future. We still know what Harbaugh is going to do. We'll touch on that today. Touch on some Alabama. Uh, NCAA is investigating Florida. Uh, rest in peace to Sports Illustrated and also the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. And then again, our Snaps Top 12 Redux. Uh, Scott Dice says, I'm eating gumbo. I'm making homemade chicken salad. It's a great day for that, dude. Mm. It's a great day for gumbo. It's cold over mm. here still. Uh, for those that aren't from Louisiana, gumbo is like your chili or uh, any sort of soup. Anything that you eat in cold weather, that's what gumbo is for us. Um, what's up, Aaron? How you feeling today? Doing good, man. Doing good. And um, my wife did not hit me. It was my son who... Through a giant magnet block at my face, and the kid's got some damn good accuracy and a pretty strong arm because he gashed me pretty good on the nose. So, dealing with that a little bit right now. Other than that, we're feeling pretty good after the weekend. Yeah, um, everyone, tell Aaron how hideous it looks. It's distracting. I can't pay attention at all. Um, for those listening on podcast, he has 
a uh, here's a cut on his nose, I guess, from his kid telling you to stop being such a little pretty boy bitch. I know. Good I'm not job, a pretty man. one today. Um, I'm not feeling especially pretty. They're gonna I gotta clean all this up anyway. Uh, 13.9k. Okay, boys, tomorrow when we come in, 14k. Let's mm. go. Shout out to everybody hanging out this year. So funny, too. I'm like watching, like, you know, I'm playing a little while, listening to Nightcap last night, and they're like pushing a million 50k live, but they're doing our show. They're talking about like eating ass and 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 mm. other like sexual innuendo and juvenile jokes, but they're just way better at it. But hey, what yeah. are you gonna do, dude? We are like the NFL is the top level of football, and college is a kind of a you know an imperfect, really poorly played mess. Like that is snaps as to nightcap, but we are happy to technically be on the same team. Uh, all right. Let's start with Ohio State, mm-hmm. as they were the big winners over the weekend. Uh, not only do they land Caleb Downs, more on what that means for Georgia and Ohio State coming up. Uh, I can't believe he didn't take less money to go play at Georgia. What the fuck is that, right, guys? Uh, but yeah, Caleb Downs coming to Ohio State, and then Julian Sayan as well, the five-star quarterback mm-hmm. that transfers after freshman year, which got to make Ryan Day very happy. And uh, in the end. There's some smoke out there that's saying that the Buckeyes spent $13 million assembling this roster for the 24-25 season. Now, some of you may hear that number and be tempted to do what our old uh, producer Ryan Brumley did, Mm. which is create some sort of false equivalency bullshit to make it seem like that's not a big deal, right? Like, yeah, we did the Ravens put together $200 million for the roster. Well, yeah, that's the NFL, okay? And we're not used to that in college yet, and we don't have codified salary caps, and it still feels surprising and or interesting in the birthplace of a new market to see that Ohio State spent $13 million. I mean, remember, yeah. Ryan Day was out here, what, Aaron, a couple months ago saying it was like $7 million just to retain the roster? Yeah, that's about last year, he said. Well, last year, he kind of put it, he put a number around 10 to 12 of this is what it's going to cost year in and year out to have a championship roster. It's going okay. to cost you around $10 million, yes. And so, so he's been very upfront about this mm-hmm. the entire time, and it's, it's, um, and look, there's a like again, guys. We want to overcomplicate these things. And as we'll talk, I want to get into player motivations on why guys leave and where they go. Because in Proctor and Downs, I think you have two examples of guys doing different things. But uh, at the end of the day, humans aren't that hard to understand. Uh, we tend to love money because it's yeah. success and things that you want to do. Uh, and you could buy assets if you have money. Like I asked Aaron, he read a he read a book on how to create wealth. I asked Aaron what the book said. It said uh, buy assets. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. rich dad, poor dad. Buy assets yeah. first, whatever. So the point of all of this is, why did Ohio State? Why do they have more retention than anybody else in the country when it came to their superstars not leaving? Why did they manage to get Quinshawn Junkins out of an old Miss that seemed to have everything going for it? Why did they manage to get Caleb Downs after he just became the first freshman ever to lead Alabama in tackles and was a freshman? Mm. Why? Because money. Yeah. Not to say hard work isn't there, right? Because, yes, they recruit, they do everything else. But, yeah, at the end of the day, they're all in. 
And why mm-hmm. wouldn't they be? I think, do you agree with this? I think Ohio State has more pressure than any person, than any team in the country next year to win the Natty. Well, and it's even more pressure now because there's there's significantly more money involved. And I think that always adds pressure to the equation of, hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars. Look at Jimbo Fisher. I mean, this class was assembled with, with an unknown amount of money, but it had to be a ton to put those number one classes together. So then more pressure comes on top of that. Like, hey, man, we're giving you the money. We're paying you X amount of dollars. We're assembling this roster with X amount of dollars. You have the facilities go out there and dominate. He didn't. He gets like, oh, gets a nice buyout. He moves on. But yes, with more money adds the more pressure to that. And, and I think for, for Ryan Day, he's kind of understanding where this game's going right now, T, too, in the sense of look at the hire he just made as well. He brings in Bill O'Brien. He brings in yeah. a guy that he can essentially hand over the offense to and say, and I've been saying this all year, you have to be a CEO in today's game. The days of being an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator along with being a head coach is dead. You have to be a, a fundraiser. You have to be a recruiter. You got to be able to kiss ass. You got to be able to shake hands. You got to be able to go do, raise money. You, gotta, you have to do a million other things. You can't be a play caller. So he brings in Brian, Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Now that responsibility is off his off his off his mind, and now he can just focus on how do I essentially go out there to the powers that be to raise enough capital to assemble this squad right now. And look to me, and and granted, I'm not you know I don't know the area of the country well, so somebody feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But to me, I see a lot of similarities in Ohio State that I do in LSU in Georgia, in that really they're the only Power Five show in town. Like, I know they've got enough of a population where Cincinnati obviously is good as well, and they are power five technically now. But uh, to me, this is like a Georgia, Georgia Tech situation, right? Where you have a state that is super populous, a state mm-hmm. that has super high talent per capita when it comes mm-hmm. to football. And if you want to play for the hometown team, it's Ohio State. And more importantly, everybody that works in that economy. A lot of them going to be Ohio State fans, meaning the ability to fundraise like a Georgia is nearly mm-hmm. uh, an, an, it's a massive advantage over a lot of other states, but, a lot of other schools. But you do bring up a, a, a sense of pressure. And, and I think it's a, mi- a mixture of pressure, obviously, because you've lost to Michigan three straight years. You haven't been to the Big Ten championship. But it's also seeing what is returning. I mean, you look at a certain uh, different schools. I mean, last year, Michigan. And, and you talk about the retention aspect. I think if you can sell the message to last year, Jim Harbaugh, Hey guys, you return, we can win next year. You return with all these pieces that Michigan brought from the quarterback to the running back to guys on defense. This could be our year. Bam, those guys for for went maybe some extra some extra dollars, you know, for went going to the NFL. They came back and won a national championship. There are certain moments where you have to hit it why it's good. And for Ohio State to see yeah, they're, they're the potential, what the, yeah, that everything's moving in the right direction. You're returning a lot of talent on the defense side of the football. One of the better defenses. In the country a year ago, you return the majority of guys on that side of the football. You bring in Caleb Downs, which makes it any better. It just seems like everything is gearing towards Michigan may lose Harbaugh. Michigan loses their running back. Michigan loses yeah. their quarterback. Mich- Michigan's losing it. Like next year is the I'm going all in year. Next year is the Michigan's down, maybe may lose their head coach. We have all these guys back. Can we go squeeze just a little bit more dollars out of our boosters to go get the remaining pieces we need? An extra running back, a star safety, uh, a quarterback that has potential to develop something better than what we had this past year. And and Ryan Day was able to do that and, and sell the vision of just buy in this year. Let me win a championship. 
And then from there, hopefully that 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 ball gets rolling back to uh, Ohio State dominating the Big Ten. Yeah, and so I mean, you you know, you you, did, you you talked a lot about what Michigan could potentially be using, and yes, but then also no more Saban. I mean, you're not going to if, if the, whatever version of Alabama you have to work through will not be uh, what it has been lately. I mean, I still think they're a playoff team or borderline. I think like a ten and two type of feel, but obviously that's not. Uh, and then, but and then that doesn't even and that ignores the fact that you're getting rid of what we talked about so much going to the playoff, which is just the Saban factor that on these biggest stages with time to prepare, Saban had a way of getting his teams ready that was nearly unparalleled. So, yeah, like it's an obvious read. If this is if you're playing poker, this is where you push your chips to the center of the mm-hmm. table, and it, this is basically the leadership and the money in Columbus saying, uh, "Okay, Ryan Day, like." We gonna give you everything, yeah. and if you can't get it done with all these resources, we're gonna have some real serious questions, mm-hmm. right? And 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 we're gonna find someone who can. If that's not you, uh, I want to. Well, I want to. About- I want to ask you this yeah. too. So, so we 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 always talk about, or at least we talked about last week of of Kirby Smart more nationally, and and you can maybe get Ryan Day into this conversation too. But at least on the the. Uh, the level of the SEC, it's 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 a hundred percent Kirby Smart, Tier One, probably always, but just focusing on the SEC component of this. Kirby Smart, Tier One, everyone else below Kirby. Mm-hmm. With Harbaugh gone, I, who is is it? Just Ryan Day, Tier One? Would you put Dan Lanning there? Like if just just Big Ten ratings here? We're talking about Big Ten, not nationally. Is 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 Ryan Day kind of by himself, or would you kind of group, group those two together at the top with Dan Lanning? I I think that if you were to look at their overall resume, Ryan Day would have to stand alone. But if we're talking about kind of current form and how I feel about him, I'd put Lanning Day together. She, I mean, they're probably right underneath, but I'd be kind of tempted to put Kirk Ferentz in there. Um, I, I'm not even joking. I'm just talking about in terms of consistently turning out a good product yeah. and a good football team with undermanned resources. Like mm-hmm. Kirk Prince is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. James Franklin's weird. I mean, Franklin and Kirk. Uh, mm, I'm not putting Franklin. Well, no, no, in that, in that Franklin and Kirk no. probably go a tier like right underneath something like Landing yeah. and Day. There maybe we're crowning Landing a little early here. But Franklin, Franklin's odd. He's confusing in the way that Bill O'Brien is confusing. Is that if you look at his resume, he really is pretty fucking spectacular. But there's some. Well, actually, he's not like Bill O'Brien, except that they're both kind of confused. But Franklin's resume is pretty damn good. They he's got to figure out what to do offensively. Bill O'Brien's what I wanted to talk about because what do you make of Bill O'Brien? Um, like okay, like Royal Paints is Will Howard and Bill O'Brien. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. He basically just had Bryce Young trying to make something out of a play half the time. So here's the thing with Bill O'Brien. You're talking about a cat that has a winning record as an NFL head coach, made the playoffs four times, won the division multiple times. When he was OC at Alabama, they averaged 41 points a game and went mm-hmm. like 21 and four. So, but everybody thinks he sucks. I know like that. That's, that's, that's why I say it's confusing because just on paper, this is an over the moon, knock it out of the park, badass hire. But well, you're teaming up with Ryan Day, who's still one of the best minds in college football, too. It's not like Ryan Day is just not going to be involved. Like it's hard for me to feel like he's going to completely hand over. It's just taking the 100 percent focus of okay, OC mindset 
Bill Bryan, you get 70% of it and I'm going to be 30%, but this is still my offense. This is still my terminology. This is how I want things to run. I just need you to take it over. I think, look, I think Bill O'Brien is very good. I think he's yes. a very good hire. And I think that he was a bit scapegoated, uh, both in Alabama and New England. Uh, I mean, I, I all of a sudden when Mac Jones isn't throwing to three first rounders going against normal college kids, it's a little harder to squeeze some of that success out. Well, good thing for Bill O'Brien's next quarterback. Ohio State has five former five stars in the wide receiver room alone. And here's the deal. And and Kim says Lanny and Dave won nothing. Well, that's kind of the point. There's nobody left in the Big Ten yeah. that has won anything if you're anything is just a natty. But um, yeah, think about being the quarterback, being Will Howard right now. Mm. You got no excuse. No. You're gonna have a top five defense in the country. You are going to have one of the best running backs in the entire country. Like you're I said, the best right? running back, you're gonna have the best running back room in the country with those. Okay, two best guys. running back room in the country. Best running back room. Uh Top five receiver room in the country. Mm-hmm. Like you are a little bit of a question mark still. I think that's the one weakness for this football team. O line, which was an issue last year, that's going to be a not going to say a major problem. I'm just saying, like if, if there's a hole in the team, it's going to be offense line. Can, they, can that unit gel to to get things figured out? But I mean, the offense should be balanced enough where it should be able to force defenses to be a little bit more balanced themselves on that side of the football to allow for. The ability to kind of run and pass. So I, I, I love the football it, team. There's not a lot of holes. There's just there, there, there really like, isn't a hole. Yeah, the 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 O line may be a bit of a relative hole, but like in the, that that defense should allow them to control games without yes. the need to throw forty to fifty touchdowns. Um, but they were good. But the, but that defense was good. The same thing last year, though. I mean, what's it's yeah, it may be better. I think they're going to be even the, better. Is what I'm saying. I like even I a step up. they'll be even better. But like they were pretty damn good last season. Like yeah. That was impressive. You they were championship good. They were 100% championship good. Everything was championship good besides the quarterback and offensive line at times. Um. So, yeah, again, so so we agree on Samson. We actually think Bill O'Brien's a good hire because many I, many I, are. I think Bill O'Brien, I think it's I think it's a really good hire. I think that you, you alluded to the talent. You brought up just the five-star receivers. Just in this recruiting cycle alone between transfer portal kids and kids in the high school rankings, Seven five stars are now walking through those facilities that weren't about a month ago. Seven more five stars. That's Jesus. pretty uh, damn good. So again, I, I, I'll be interested to see if Alabama keep pace. And I, I want to touch on the tide, but first, real quick, Caleb Downs. We're probably going to talk about that enough. Caleb Downs. I mean, yeah. Julian saying also becomes exciting when you look at Ryan Day's resume, mm-hmm. kind of projecting forward. Uh, whoever wins quarterback, whatever. But Caleb Downs. Again, the only freshman in Alabama history mm. to lead the team in tackles. A cat who just came in and didn't become a freshman All-American, became an All-American mm. as a true freshman. And you thought he was going to Georgia. Mm. He's from Georgia. Which is poor boys. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? Poor yeah, boys. Poor boys. boys. I mean, come on, dude. Poor boys. Poor boys. Po boys. That's how we say oh, it. I'm, I'm here. It's significant dollar difference, too. Like, not like we're... A couple hundred yeah. thousand short, like like oh, like more million. than a couple. Yes. Shit, like Ohio State just rolled the trucks out, and Georgia said, "Sorry, that ain't." Happening. Call those the golden handcuffs, Aaron Murray. Mm. Let me make my choice for you. 
Yeah. Bam. Here's another here. stack. Bam. Here's another stack. Uh, I just can't believe it, Aaron. You're telling me he didn't take less money to play at Georgia. Mm. It was like it was like someone told us on this show recently that that <laughs> would probably be the case. I, no, 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 no. We 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 agreed. <laughs> it depends on what how much of less money is. I would have never thought that that was the difference, too. To be I, fair, in my head, I had it scored at like a hundred k difference. I know there's a lot of very unhappy people in Athens, and it's funny. I'm, I'm actually doing a sit down with Carson, so I, I won't be on the show and win. Wednesday, T-Bob will be with a co-host, but I'm doing a sit-down with Carson uh, one-on-one. We were supposed to be on campus. Location Dude, that should be electric. Has, the, 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 the location has changed to uh, being shot at the collective now. Oh, little little uh, little advertising for the collective. Get get you know, galvanize the people a bitch. Mm-hmm. You should do like subliminal messaging, you know, in Fight Club, how uh Tyler Durden talks about how he like used to splice in porn frames uh into the movie reels and like so like just like a quick flash and, and people mm-hmm. see it. You should do it, but just be like, you know, just like on like like to where you you subconsciously can hear, but they can't hear it's just like fucking give money. You wanted Caleb Downs, you stupid bitch. It's because you didn't give money to the collective and just like kind of infect their brain that way, just flashing pictures of downs in an Ohio State uniform to motivate them. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that's a, that's a big shot, though. Like, you had every opportunity for Georgia. See, it's to but, get him. It, no, no. To me, to me, it's a symbolic shot. Yeah, you still have a five-star safety stepping into that role. Granted, he didn't play last year, but I can't remember his name. Oh, they got plenty. The talent, the talent's not the talent's not the question. I think this was the same thing. Of, I think Georgia views their roster very similar to what Ohio State views their roster. We are, we are, we we got a lot of the the main key pieces back. We got the defense line back for another year. We got receivers back. We got quarterback back. We got some, I mean, every linebacker's back. Like we're checking off all the boxes. Like Nick Saban's gone, as we keep alluding to. Nick's gone, so like that competition's gone. Kirby's the king of college football. We just need maybe one or two more little, you know, small pieces here or there to really complete this roster. And getting a guy to the the caliber of Caleb Downs could have been like the final straw to say who the hell is going to contend with Georgia next year. And not saying like Georgia isn't going to be on our one or number two for snaps in, in a few minutes when we do our rankings. I'm just saying that like they're, the confidence level getting a guy like that on that type of defense already. I mean, hell, that's part of the reason why you, you went and signed the, the, the defensive back coach for Alabama. Part of yeah. it with the mindset of like, yeah. hey, we, we got a great... recruited we, we, him we, and flipped him to Alabama, Travis yeah. Robinson. We, we, yeah, we get Robinson... We we steal a guy from Alabama. We steal a great recruiter. We pay him one point three million dollars. We anticipate downs to follow with that, and it didn't happen. So yeah. it, it's a hundred percent. You weren't it's expecting a, that. Just ego for, check to, to Georgia fans. You weren't expecting Ryan Day's just for men nil check to clear like that. Where you know, get that new sponsorship, mm-hmm. getting paid. Uh I think. Yeah, again, I think it's. I, I look. I, th- I think it's quite simple. Somebody said, you know, is spending a million dollars uh, on a safety worth it or whatever. Uh, I think it depends on who you are. Yeah. And Caleb Downs meant more to Ohio State than he meant to yes. Georgia. And the, and, the, and the leap that it makes the Ohio State defense take is a larger leap than that of Georgia. However, also, mm-hmm. it makes... Um, is it, though? I think Ohio State's defense is kind of very near where, where Georgia's defense was this past year. Ohio State's entire team expectation 
went up multiple rankings after Caleb Downs signed. Uh, Georgia was probably already number one, and then after Caleb Downs would have just been more number yeah, but one. Was that was that so because yes, of a roster, or was that because State. of a coach? Though was that a roster? Or was that a coaching mindset? Because I look at, uh, I look probably, at Ohio State's roster and I'm matter. like, it's as good as anyone else. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it probably doesn't matter, though, because functionally it's the same thing. When Caleb Downs joined Ohio State, expectations went through the roof, whereas if he had joined Georgia, it just would have been like, oh, look, they're even more championship mm, yeah, more. now. Yeah, yeah, but not to the same extent is what I'm saying. So no, he meant I more agree. to them, so they paid more for him. That's why Georgia didn't pay as much, because he didn't mean as much to them. It's why Lance Hurd left LSU at tackle and is now going to play for Tennessee. He mm. meant more to Tennessee going forward than he did LSU. That's the market. That's how this works. Yeah. This is good. That means the players get paid. Um, Buckeye secondary, Troy V says Buckeye secondary is already top five. Downs makes it top two, maybe number one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because Alabama was number one this last year. Georgia was probably right behind it. I would put Georgia top two, top three. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia was right there. And so I think it's now Ohio State and Georgia on uh, the top two secondaries Mm -hmm. in the country this year. Um, Speaking of Alabama, so we got all these players leaving. What do you think success looks like for the Ted in year one? I think success for Alabama, for the for the fans of Alabama, is to make the playoffs. I think for for them, if if you don't make a twelve team playoff, that that how you view yourself, Oof. you kind of got to take take a look in the mirror a little bit of like, Oof. oh my god, like we have we've always considered ourselves for the for the entirety of this fourteen playoff. We are one of the best four teams in America. We should be in there. And they've made it almost every single time. Like Alabama has been one of the constant ones to make the 14 playoff and compete for a national championship. If you're not even in a 12 team playoff, I think it's a major shot at what was what was built. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. Like, like Alabama, Nick Saban <laughs> built this incredible dynasty. And the hope was that the, even if when he did decide to move down, that the the bones were so strong, the structure was so strong. That it wouldn't come crumbling down to to the effect of, hey, we're a top two team, and then we drop out of even a twelve team playoff. So I think for them to feel like that the entire thing is not crumbling beneath their feet, I feel like a, a, making the twelve team playoff is almost a necessity. Or all, uh, I agree. Players. I agree. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's very simple. Uh, Royal Payne says uh, the good thing for DeBoer now ten and two in the SEC gets to the twelve team playoff. That is it. It is ten and two, yeah. twelve team playoff. You don't have to win it. You don't have to win the SEC. Nobody's going to fault that. But Alabama fans are also not ready to suffer three losses Mm. in a regular season. Not at all. Uh, I don't think that's happened since Saban's first year, right? I think one year they had three losses, but I want to say that third year came on, or excuse me, the third loss came after a bowl game. So, uh, no, I think think, think it's pretty cut and dry. Mm. What I think is interesting... um, is to watch why different guys leave for different reasons, right? And Caleb Downs, you had someone leaving quite simply to get paid, the easiest mm-hmm. of all motivations to understand. But then you also had the true freshman tackle, Caden Proctor, leave. And his story's a bit different. Now, I'm not naive. I know Iowa is paying Caden Proctor, certainly, right? And maybe it's even a little more. Uh, but Proctor wasted no time once Saban retired. Like, that, he is one of the ultimate examples of a guy who chose Nick Saban because I think of what he thought he could do for his career going forward, right? You want to make the NFL, 
you want to uh, have a high chance of becoming a first-round draft pick, well, people who play for Nick Saban, that generally happens. So as soon as Nick Saban leaves, suddenly home is calling once again, and Caden Proctor goes back to Iowa, uh, a school that he was committed to forever, that he grew up loving. The number that he wears, I can't remember which Iowa lineman it is, but it is honoring one of the Iowa greats. Like it's and and, and it's an interesting lesson for coaches to learn because if you hear Proctor talk about it, the Iowa coaches never bailed. Yes, Razor says Proctor was an Iowa committed till signing day, right? Yes, he was. And then he flips on signing day, and the Iowa coaches, while they said it fucking hurt, basically said, Hey man, look, we get it. Wish you nothing but the best. Just know we're here for you. And, you know, with the transfer portal, mm-hmm. who knows? Just leave a little seed. Who knows? You have to. And, and, and have Proctor to. even said that when he was struggling this year, that the Iowa guy's still at his back. We're still putting him up. So now recruiting never really ends. And if you miss on a guy in high school, especially if it's a home, because you have to look, you don't have unlimited time. You got to commit yep. your time. But if you have a hometown star that leaves the state that you knew liked you, but left for other reasons, stay in touch with that guy because you will have inroads if he gets homesick or feels unhappy. And now Caden Proctor, now Iowa gets an elite offensive tackle in Caden Proctor. Well, and that's why I remember after the SC championship game, Kirby went right up to Caleb Downs and gave him a yep. little high five yeah, hug. Like that? you, you have to, and, and had a big smile on his face. I mean, the dude that just lost to, to Nick Saban, Alabama again. Kirby guy that lost to, to his 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 biggest rival when it comes to being the greatest coach in, in college football at the time had a big smile on his face as he shook Caleb Downs' hands and kind of I don't know what he said to him but you you were always and this goes back to what we talked about right now like you always have to be in the selling mode players uh, alumni boosters money whatever it is like you are you're a car salesman today that's all you are you're 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 a car a car salesman that's making ten million dollars a year to sell your yeah. program, to sell recruits, and to, to raise money. And uh, yeah, you have to stay in touch with them. But when it comes to Alabama and everything to lose right now and getting to that 9-3, and three, or 10-2, and two, excuse me, that just, dude, I know they got a lot of, like, there's no doubt. Like, they had 70-plus guys on the roster that were four- and five-star guys. But you've lost a lot of guys that weren't just four- and five-stars or five-star recruits. But we're starters. So yeah, yeah, you may have some four, a bunch of four and five star guys in the background, but you're talking about replacing a lot of inexperience right now with a you're lot still of better. I mean, you're still better I mean, so than everybody be- save for Georgia on your schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Texas. Are they on the schedule as well? My bad. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I, don't, I just made that up. I don't know. Uh, Zach Pitcher says Alabama's not going anywhere. We're going to dominate like we always do. We will beat Georgia like we always do. We will beat LSU. Rolled in, Todd. Let me say this. Well, too. CP. You better hope you're right, bud. Because I would say this too. Guess their smiling face is going to be just sitting there mm, in the fucking mud, guy. waiting, just smiling, just saying, come on. Come on down here. Let's wrestle a little bit. Let's get mm. let's hop in this KY jelly to, together. You see what it's like down here in the muck with the rest of us. For for f- the one time I played Alabama, I'm sure the multiple times that you played Alabama, there has always been a sense of confidence. And, and they, they kind of walk off the bus with this swagger of of we're the intimidators, we're the bullies. We have Nick Saban. And, and and you know this, and I know this, and all football players know this, like confidence plays a big factor in the game. So like if you walk into the stadium and you feel like, you know, we're the bigger, better, more physical team, you know, yeah. 
that 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 place. And Nick Saban has has just just beat that mentality into Alabama for 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 two decades now. And and there's that confidence that we are led by Nick Saban. We have built this strong, mentally tough football team that's going to go out there no matter what and kick your ass. That's why we say like Alabama, you, it's a four quarter game. Like they will never mentally give up. You got to be ready, ready to fight for all 60 minutes, regardless if they're up or down. Do they lose that edge? Because now there are other teams that are as talented, Georgia, Texas, and maybe some that are close, LSU, Ole Miss, but you don't have the Nick Saban swagger. You don't yeah, have they've the Nick lost Saban their, their vulnerability. You, for yeah, sure. you lost that kind of that that mysterious edge that everyone looked across the field and said, "Oh shit, that's Nick Saban over there." Like, that's Nicky that ain't there anymore. Been, little Nicky may have been small, but he did have some mm-hmm. big dick energy mm-hmm. that he would infuse upon the entirety of the team. Uh, Mike Darius says, Caleb Downs is down to Ohio State and Alabama. Pick Saban and Saban left. Why are you acting like it was just a bag? Well, let's be clear. Out of high school, I think Ohio State and Bama probably had the best offers on the table monetarily. And then he ends up going the Saban route because, yeah, it's Nick Saban. And so then when he leaves, yes, of course, he's going to reenter the marketplace. And why he picked Ohio State over Georgia, I would say, was because of a significantly higher offer. I don't like that's not disrespectful to anybody. Caleb Downs doesn't need to be playing at Ohio State for the love of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's, and it's not demeaning Ohio State's pitch. As I said, Ohio State along with Alabama and Georgia have been the the outliers. Like they live alone from a recruiting perspective. They do a hell of a job in that mm-hmm. department. It's just modern football. If you can pay guys, you're going to go where you get paid the most. Um Ooh. When it rains, it pours, Aaron. Have you seen this about the NCAA in Florida? Mm-mm. I've missed that one. Uh, the NCAA is investigating Florida. Eey. Details are still sparse, Eey. but it's uh, reportedly to do with some Jaden Rashada drama. Oh, it's back. But the only reason why I find this to be interesting is because it becomes a commentary on... Yeah, the NCAA may not have power, but the school can empower it, right? If the NCAA goes after Jim Harbaugh right now, Michigan will fight that tooth and nail and will likely have a good chance of winning because the NCAA is pretty feckless. If the NCAA goes after Billy Napier right now, Florida will say, yes, Yes, please. Here's our books. What do you need? You don't need a Freedom of Information Act. Anything. We got you. You want his texts? You want his emails? What do you need? You want context? We got you. Because Florida wants the fuck out and Michigan wants in, right? So the only reason this is a story is because I believe... Because this buyout's over twenty million right now, mm-hmm. I believe that Florida fans and leadership would likely love nothing more than to be able to Jeremy Pruitt his ass. Same thing Tennessee did, where Tennessee was like, "Yeah, bro, we were fucking cheating. Look at this shit, and it's all that guy's fault. The thumb, get him out of here." Florida's going to try to do the same thing to Billy Napier. Yeah, but at what point do they do it? They're not going to do it now, right? A little too late in the game to do it now. Pull the pull the rug. I think if the I you think, think they want to move on right now. No, I don't think I think beggars can't be choosers. If you yeah. want to get a guy out for cause and avoid paying twenty three million dollars, mm. you got to do what you got to do. Um, and so I don't, think, yeah. I don't think I don't think they they. You obviously you can't drag it on. You can't wait to the season 
if, the, if there's some sort of conclusion in the next couple of months, you can't wait to the end of the season and be like, oh, let's fire him for cause for something that happened or a ruling that was happened you know, nine, 10 months Bro, ago. I think they would value getting out of from under right now. 24 million. No, no, I think you're, you're, you are acting like they have too much, you're acting like they have too much agency in the timing. They don't. It's just like, this is like never let a good disaster go to waste. Okay. And if you can get out from underneath 24 million, you get out from underneath 24 million because that's all money that could be immediately turned around and spent on the next elite guy, whoever you want to try to go after. Right. So that's, that's, I don't think like, does the timing suck? Fucking sure. But you do what you got to do. Like mm. whatever it is. So it's just something I'm, just saying, you, you just, like, I'm just saying like, you think they, they want to move on from him right now. Like you, you don't think that there's a mindset in the facility. I am going to more punch year. you. I'm going to punch just you asking, through the fucking asking. camera. If you act like I don't understand what I'm telling you again, I'm what asking. I'm saying is I don't think they have a choice on the timing. And, uh, I, I look, uh, if, if, if uh, let's okay. If they can massage it, Sure. I think they want to massage it. Year, I think they want to massage it and then try to get out for cause afterwards. If that's how that happens, sure, sure. I don't think that the like. I don't think that that. I just feel like you're. Why you're would Florida be allowed to do? You're that? making it seem like Florida's been just once again like full Tennessee mode. Which I'm not putting him, Billy Napier, in the same category as Jeremy Pruitt. Like you're that right, is, Billy Napier has been objectively worse than Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy uh, Pruitt was actually winning games compared to what Tennessee this, was doing when he took over from Butch Jones. Hmm. Like they actually got a little bit better. Uh, uh, Billy Napier's tenure at Florida has been an abject disaster. Jim McElwain went to Atlanta multiple times. Dan Mullen had him on the edge of the playoffs and went to Atlanta. Uh, Billy Napier has them at the bottom of the SEC. So, yes, he's a worse disaster than Jeremy Pruitt is. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. I fucking used to really like Black Spot Billy. And, like, and I, and I, well, I guess I still have no personal issue with him. He's come on the radio every week when he's at UL with us. He's a good dude, but. Just gone. It's gone disastrously in Florida. Where's the question? Someone asked the next spot. Can Florida ever get back to the Tim Tebow era? I think so. I think it's 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 it, 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 you have the pieces. You got the money. You got the facilities. You got the recruiting, um, you know, backyard there in the state of Florida. You got the brand. You've you've won championships. Just takes the right guy. I mean, you said like Dan Mullen did it without even recruiting. He almost got him to the promised land. You know, like a guy that uh, didn't even really care about going out there and getting the four and five star guys was able to turn that team into a program that was knocking on the door. Um, Royal Paints is who they able to hire after that debacle with and and the NCAA. Well, I don't think the NCAA penalties would be too harsh, right? Like, didn't mess with Josh Heupel too much at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's just an avenue for getting out from underneath the contract. And in terms of who they want to hire, there's actually probably never been a better time to be Florida head coach because you finally got investment. You got buildings. Yeah. You got a massive Gator collective. Mm-hmm. Like, you got a lot to like that. Billy Dion, baby. problem is just on Dion, the Dion, baby. Dion. Come yeah, on, Dion. Come on, Dion. Bring it back. Come on. Um, yeah, and J- Jeremy Pruitt was only helping some kids' families have a rough time. Seems kind of silly now. Yeah, it is all bullshit. Again, well, and that's the funniest part. If Tennessee loved Jeremy Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt would still be the head coach. Yeah. They they use it to not pay that man and get him fired. Um Aaron, do you have a favorite sports illustrated cover? I mean, it's kind of crazy. This is a publication that was our you know, a a a, a this 
this is our life. Like, I mean, yeah. for our lifetime, like I used to love SI kids. Uh, I loved sports illustrated. My old man was on the cover back in the day, saints alive. And we had this giant poster blown up and like in our home, it was so cool. Um, remember like being on teams that made the cover, uh, and it's just crazy to see that they're gone now. Completely mm. gone. Mm. I remember as like a kid always, you know, going in the, in the store and trying to cop a peek at the, uh, the one, the one magazine, of course, you know, kind of skim through before you talk about the swimsuit me. issue. Yeah, I was yeah. going to start, I was going to start sports and then go swimsuit issue. Cause I do have some very core memories with the swimsuit issue myself. I think most of my memories really kind of revolve around the swimsuit okay. issue. Of course. <laughs> Just to be honest. Horny ass Tampa fuck boy, you know, <laughs> guys, sometimes, uh, stereotypes are offensive, <laughs> but other times they're accurate. <laughs> And uh, it would appear See, that nudge, nudge, even said my mind went straight to the swimsuit. Like, so I, I, I guarantee you ask most people about Sports Illustrated, a guy. Why? All right, what cover? What cover stands out? And, and what cover stands out in your mind more than any other? I can picture it now. I, I don't know who the model is. Mm. Give me describe it if you can picture this. Is an interesting <laughs> I, game. I, I want to really hear you. I want to hear you try to describe. I really. Really don't want to describe. No, describe what no. kind of What are we talking about? You feeling a little bitch? What are we talking about? Uh, 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 no, you describe yours. I mean, uh, I can find so, it. Okay, mine's Tyra Banks, ninety-seven. Duh, never forget it. Probably the first one that I really dove into, and I was just absolutely blown away by this goddess on the cover. Um, changed my life at eight years old. Uh, I would say the ones when I was in high school um, are pretty burned into my brain. I think that was like maybe Brooklyn Decker, Marissa Miller time uh, back then. Obviously, Kate Upton had an insane run when she got on multiple covers. I want to say she might have ended up on like three. Um, I'll never forget, though. I think it might have been. Yeah, there it is. Uh, 2008. No, 1999. Excuse me. 1999. Rebecca Ramon Stamos on the cover, but it was the first one with uh, body painting. Uh-huh. And when I tell you that 10-year-old T-Bob sat there looking at painted nipples like his goddamn life depended on it, <laughs> I was studying them like NASA scientists studying uh-huh. moon rocks, trying to figure out exactly what was going on. Uh, also, listen to how unapologetically horny these these covers are. This is from... Uh, here my, here we go. Look at this. The not-so-virgin islands. Rebecca unchained on the ultimate private island. Birthday suits. Six supermodels in nothing but paint. Mm. Star athletes and their sexy spouses. I actually mm. remember Doug Flutie and his, and his wife. Shut up. Mm. 2008. There you go. 2008. Found it. Uh, that that's got to be a Brooklyn Decker one. Oh no, that's a Marissa Miller. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh eight was. I mean, look. Again, again. Listen to me. This is not that long ago, and these titles I don't think would play nowadays. Um, all new body painting masterpieces. Players' wives show it off. Danica Patrick <laughs> reveals her racier side. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Wade Walker sharing behind the camera right now, waiting here to describe his favorite swimsuit model. Um, I remember, uh, I remember my friend's mom caught me, uh, not 
in the act. Although one time she did catch me in the act when I was in the bathroom, she knocked on the door and literally made a joke about choking the monkey, which was, you know, pretty embarrassing. But she, um, she found, I stuffed it under the bed of the sleepover. She found, uh, an SI swimsuit issue and a Victoria's secret catalog that I'd smuggled out, which to Mm. be clear, those were both like gold. Uh, to me, it was like Victoria's Secret catalogs, SI swimsuit issues, FHM and Maxim. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, those are badass. Gotta love a good cleavage mag. Mm. You know, these were mm. all, but, but I mean, now I don't know. Now these kids are just watching crazy, insane, hardcore incest sex, like at like 10 years old, because society's doomed and we're all fucked. Like, what happened to having to look at your mom's shape magazines back in the day? It's gone. It's too easy now. Too easy. I used to think that a vagina was located on the front of the pelvis. Like, like you know, like right underneath the belly, kind of. So you would just be like straight on. And then I'll never forget some of the older guys on the team. Did, uh, did it work out like, too well for you the first go around, did it? Well, no. I was I was prepped by my boys who were like, no, dude, uh, it's 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 farther down than you think. It's farther down. Just keep what the fuck are you guys talking? Not just in the front. No, no. You think this is an LSU something, bro? Yeah. You think who I was still asking these questions at LSU? You think I was yes. still asking these questions at LSU? Yeah. Hell no, bro. This I'm talking when I was in like eighth, you know, eighth grade. This is what I'm learning from the from the older boys teaching me the waves. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. It's farther down. I'll never forget that. And they were right, you know, way farther down than I thought it was. <laughs> Some guy. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy says, I am 50 and have not looked at porn in like 25 years when my son told me modern trends are women stuck in the dryer. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. I don't know. Oh, look, a man really shows you who they are when they're alone. And the, the, the Pornhub analytics show you that we as a society and as a race are broken because the stuff we are into is so weird and so out there and it is women stuck and it's a lot of incest stuff and it's a lot of step siblings. It's, I mean, it's a harbinger of doom. We have war breaking out everywhere. We're watching dryer videos. NIL. Fucking transfer portal. What the Ugh. fuck's going on with this world, dude? We're all doomed. <laughs> I need to build my bunker now. Um, mm. Well, no, you got to buy assets first. Yes. You don't get to build a bunker without buying assets and increasing your portfolio. Like here, guys. Okay. I'm going to give you some snaps financial advice. If anybody wants to make money, mm. buy Snap real coin. estate. Real Snapcoin. estate. Well, we'll get to Snapcoin later. That's okay. what we got it because that's okay. how we're going to get yeah. the money to buy real yeah. estate. Buy sure. real estate, especially high-priced California real estate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? How about this? Buy real estate that other people want to buy. Mm. There you go. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do top twelve? The first, I want to hear from DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official. Sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. 
New customers can bet just five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB. New customers bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products, are pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. All right. Snaps, top 12, Redux. 
We're looking at him again because I can't remember what our old saps. Is this our old top 12? Okay, so we had Georgia, Alabama, and this is right when the season ended. Mm -hmm. We had this before Nick Saban retired. Mm. We had Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Oregon, Texas, Ole Miss, then Ohio State, Notre Dame, Utah, Mizzou, Penn State, Arizona. Oof, lots changed. I mean, mm. Jet, even like Jed Fish being gone now, right? Yeah. Arizona sneaking Please. in our old top 12. All right, new top 12. Work our way down or work our way up? Work our way down from the top. I'm still going Georgia 1. Georgia 1, Ohio State 2. Yeah, I agree. Georgia 1, yeah. Ohio State 2. Uh, Georgia has uh, a complete team a la Ohio State, and they have the turning quarterback. And while you could say the same about Texas, who I believe we both would have number three here, correct? Mm -hmm. Texas number three. Uh, while you could say the same about Texas, Steve Sarkeesian still a little unproven on the do it in back-to-back -back years facet, yep. right? 100%. Whereas I think Ryan new conference, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Georgia's proven that. Yep. Um. So Georgia, Ohio State, Texas are going to be our new top three. Uh, Oregon, I, I got Michigan at four because we no still hardball. We still don't have news on Harbaugh. Yeah, we don't he's know. About to, he's, sure he's about to have his second interview with 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 Los Angeles. You don't have JJ. You don't have your top running back. You ain't got your top receiver. You I'll got go, some guys I'll on go defense. You lost your I, offensive line. I'm sure Harbaugh probably leaves, and then I don't want to. Uh, yes, after we do this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Oregon four. God, that kind of feels like we're sucking Dan Landon off though a little early. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that was a little crass. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like we're crowning Landing a little early though. Oregon four. I will miss five. I just I'm between Alabama and Ole Miss, dude. I mean, I actually, personally, I would put Michigan above both. Nope. You don't think Michigan should be? I fun? think Michigan is losing a ton and possibly losing not possibly. I think there's like an eighty percent chance to lose their head coach. I think it's they were built to win this year. They did that, and I just think it's going to be a little hard to reload. I don't know. I'm just not feeling Michigan right now. Hmm. Or I think Ole Miss is the opposite. Ole Miss has retained a lot, most of their roster, plus added in some key guys. Maybe I'm just Damn guilty good. of like bias. Like thinking about Ole Miss being preseason top five scenes insane. Mm -mm. Ole Miss five. Royal Payne says Lane is three and 22 in games versus teams that won nine games a year. True, but that's a little, it's a little disingenuous. Mm. Because how often has he had teams that would be better than those teams, right? Like it's 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 one of those things where one of my favorite stats from the weekend, and it does matter because it's interesting, but it's like the Niners were 0 and 30 when trailing by seven or more entering the fourth under Kyle Shanahan. And it's a bit like, well, yeah, if you're losing by seven or more going in the fourth, those are generally games where it's not going well. But like you should have at least stumbled into one win in there, right? So whatever. I don't know. Um Okay, so you want to go Oregon 4, Ole Miss 5? Yep. Not Alabama. Not Alabama. So then Michigan 6 or Alabama 6? I got Michigan 6. I got Alabama 6, Michigan 7. I just think okay. Alabama at least returns yeah. talent where I'm just thinking Michigan is... Oh, and you got Kayon DeBoer. I still believe in DeBoer. Yeah. Exactly. So Alabama 6, uh, Michigan 7, Utah 8. Yeah, somebody's got to win the Big 12. Yeah. I'll be favorited. Have yeah. a good chance to maybe go undefeated. Or not undefeated, but they'll, yeah, yeah 
Cam Cam Rising come back, and we've seen like thirty year old quarterbacks play great in modern day college football. True. Uh, okay, so Utah eight, Mizzou nine. Ooh, ooh! I just with with them losing their defensive staff, I'm a little bit down now on Missouri. I got I got Notre Dame at number nine. Oh, I can go Notre Dame nine. I get down with that. Uh, I gotta have Mizzou in the top twelve, though. I see. I see now. I hadn't looked at your top twelve up until this point. I see now you don't have Mizzou in the top twelve. I don't. I mean, I can't follow. I got Penn State next. What they got on offense, you know. Hopefully, with the new OC, you get the returning quarterback a second year. You got two running backs. You went and got a nice receiver. Kind of like Penn State. what's more likely that Penn State figures out its offense or Tennessee figures out its defense. I bro, I think we got to go Tennessee ten. Right. I had Tennessee 11, so I'm, 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 I'm saying like because Penn State's conference could be significantly harder. And don't forget, Tennessee has the second easiest schedule in the SEC, but you know, who has the easiest Mizzou, mm-hmm. Tennessee 10. 10, Penn State 11, Mizzou 12, Mizzou or FSU for 12. God, we have a lot, we don't have an ACC team in there, so I feel like we have to put an ACC team in, right? Yeah, maybe. Whew. Where do we fuck up then? How did Mizzou not end up on this list? I feel like it's like, do you believe in Missouri or Tennessee? And then you, you kind of pick uh, one of those. Uh, you have to go with one of them. Shouldn't, mm-hmm. I just... Mm-hmm. I'm going let's Tennessee. Fuck them both and let's put Iowa at 12. They got Caden Proctor, dude. Tennessee 10, Penn State 11. I'll let you pick 12. Missouri or FSU? I don't... Let's see what Chad's saying. I think Iowa should be top five. Yeah, probably right. Uh, Mizzou over Tennessee. A lot of Mizzou. A lot of Mizzou. Mizzou has to be top 12. Um... mm. I don't know. I'm kind of losing steam here. All right. Let's just go FSU. FSU. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But should we go Mizzou at 10 and not rank Tennessee? No. You sure? Mm-hmm. Why? Sell me on Niyama Liava over the proven Brady Cook Luther Burden combo. It's, I don't think it's an offensive thing. I think when you look at the defense, I, 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 I truly worry with a, losing that entire staff. And I think a really good defense corner. No, dude, dude, Mizzou. Mm, shit. Tennessee improved last year on on defense. You act like Tennessee's defense was horrendous. Like it was, it was, it's trending in the right direction. You oh, have no, no, no. I didn't say they were horrendous. They they did a great job of creating yeah. havoc, yeah. for sure. But I, I know, and I, I was just, I was just talking about how we have Penn State and Tennessee ranked right next to each other, and one has offensive problems, and one's weakness would technically maybe be on the defensive side of the ball. Actually, even though this year is more of just the offense for Tennessee not being uh, sheets, so you were really betting on the Amaliava being we better are. than a Mizzou when their combined record of opponents for Mizzou is sub twenty games under five hundred. Yes. Should we yeet Penn State out of there? Mm, no. 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 Mm-mm. Talented team. Got a lot back on offense. I think the offense will be better next year. 
shit, man. Mm. Snaps top 12. We'll say it in order. Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Texas 3, Oregon 4, Ole Miss 5, Alabama 6, Michigan 7, Utah 8, Notre Dame 9, Tennessee 10, 11 is Penn State, and then number 12, Florida State. Stamp it, boys. There you go. We really did just crown Tennessee over Mizzou. Okay. We did. Okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Penn State is a top 20. Okay, relax, dude. That's let's not let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy, dude. Um Greg Lamont, how many years have we said Penn State will be better next year? Well, Penn State's still really good. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, did Penn State did the old miss loss knock them out the top 10 this year? It should have. Uh Dysolis says Penn State's losing to WU yep. week two. I fucking hope so, dude. I'll be so hyped. Um, should we put this is a great point, actually. Uh no, I'm putting Nebraska in there. What? No. How'd you know? I Nebraska just, dude, at 12, dude. Come as on. As someone dude. puts corn hub in the chat, E Bob gets horny. Matt Rule's gonna be like, help, I'm stuck, I'm stuck in the top 12. I can't get out. Yeah. Sports Illustrated should have done a corn hub corn hub edition with just corn. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into detail here. I'm not trying to get fired, but you know what I'm trying to get at. I actually have no fucking idea what you're trying to get at. With corn what? With like corn fed. in corn? Yeah. Yeah. Like or corn like fed women? Yeah, corn fed women. Yeah. Just good Midwestern women. So why home. in the world would that behoove Sports Illustrated at all to do that? No, why it wouldn't why would it be Sports Illustrated? I'm saying more for 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 a help or for for Nebraska. I think now, if you're telling me the Nebraska Collective should do a swimsuit edition yeah. with a corn theme, like yeah, I I, yeah. I could definitely be. That's down more what that. I'm trying to get out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, T Bob on the cover. Um, no, 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 no. Like you said, just a good, beautiful, thick Midwestern woman, and then I think we should probably. I I would like it to actually appeal to both genders, so I would throw like some thick bros in there as well. Mm-hmm. But I love. Look at my Instagram algorithm; it's all just fucking muscly dudes. I just love Jack dudes. I always have. It's one of the reasons why I like comic books so much. Everybody's just so jacked. Weird. Weird. Yeah, I get like so much bodybuilding stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't even lift. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. Sports at Troy V is Sports Illustrated still a thing? No, literally no. no uh, they just collapsed over the weekend, unfortunately. Um, rip. All right. All right. See you tomorrow. I'll do it for today's show. We love you so much. Hey, guys, please hit the like button. Um, share it with your friends if you enjoy it, right? Please sub. Hopefully, when we come in here tomorrow, 14K, that'd be such a nice surprise if that was the case. Well, maybe not surprise. It'd be really nice to see, though. Mm-hmm. We'd love it. And uh, I do, I mean, World Painters just watch WWE. That's one of the reasons why I loved wrestling growing up. I just fucking love Jack Dudes. Uh, you tomorrow. Thank you. To Pat Gunther, chill out, chill out. Let me thank our excellent producers, Aaron. I know you got to go do whatever it is you got to do. Go I didn't even jack myself trying to get a workout in. Um, oh, I see you with that Chief sweatshirt on. We didn't even talk in the NFL today. Uh, Please, uh, or I'm sorry, thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Bromley, Danny Cardenas, Chris Tran, Adam Gracia, Christian Hunter, all the boys on the Snaps team making it happen. Uh, we love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. 
for some more snacks. The volume. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.